Hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for listening today. Today I want to share the good news that you can always come back to God. That's what I will be talking about today. I will be ministering from the gospel according to Luke chapter 15 of the King James Version of the Bible. If you want to study along with me, you can always come back to God. We know that just as it is true of our biological family, that God's family is not a perfect family. I mean, just consider that you and I are members of the family of God. Come on, you know that if you and I are members of the family of God, God's family is not a perfect family. Just because you are a Christian does not mean that you can't blow it big time. Sometimes we allow life or people or things to get the best of us. But the main point I want to stress in this episode is the fact that we can always come back to God. We can always repent and move forward with God. The real focus of this teaching that we call the parable of the prodigal son is about the joy of seeing a person who has lost his way repent and come back to God. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 7, Jesus says, Joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Now that is a pretty profound statement. To get his point across, Jesus tells this parable about a man who had two sons, but the focus is on the youngest son. Jesus says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 11, A certain man had two sons. Verse 12. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. When you think about it, this is a bold request on the part of the younger son. Normally, when your parent dies, and if he or she has left you anything, that's when you get it. But the young son says, I want my inheritance now. So the father divided to his son's his living. So what did the younger son do after the father gave him the money? 
According to verse 13, not many days after the son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, this is why we refer to this guy as the prodigal. You see, a prodigal is a reckless, wasteful person. And this young man was that kind of guy. That was the motivation for his request. So we have a young man having gone a long ways from home, spending money like crazy. This is a disaster waiting to happen. Now remember, this is a parable. Of course, we can be reckless in areas of our life other than in spending. And if we are, we are the person Jesus is talking to. Now, because of the young man's reckless spending, the inevitable happened. His money runs out. No surprise there, right? That tends to happen when you spend your money recklessly and unwisely. Jesus says in verse 14, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Verse 15, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. Now remember that Jesus was a Jew according to the flesh. He was talking during this parable to the scribes and the Pharisees. So their understanding of this parable was that this young man was a Jew. And for a Jew, hogs were unclean. Swine was unlawful. But that's the job the young man took to feed the hogs. He couldn't say no. He was broke. He was a long ways from home. Not exactly the kind of life he had in mind. But for him, it even got worse. Here's what verse 16 says. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. For any human being, this is the unthinkable. You know, when you are on the good side of life, you can say what you will never do. And you can say, I can't understand how he or she let herself get in that low place. Well, the average person does not get up one morning and decide to make a mess of his life. But if you make bad decisions and you let those bad decisions run their course, you can find yourself thinking and doing the unthinkable. And so it was with this young man. Jesus said he would have gladly filled his belly with the slop that the hogs were eating. Furthermore, Jesus said, no man gave to him. 
On the other hand, for this young man, this was a sobering moment. Let me read the next three verses, beginning at verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. So, home didn't look so bad after all. The place, he was in such a hurry to leave, he wanted to run back even more quickly. You know, sometimes people have to get to a pretty low place before they come to their senses. For this young man, it was that place where he would have gladly eaten the slop the hogs were given to eat. Remember Jonah the prophet? For him, the sobering moment was when God allowed him to be swallowed in the belly of a big fish. You know, sometimes when you go and see someone in prison, could be a friend or a relative, and the person is a repeated offender, sometimes that's when God can get the attention and not before. The question is, what does it take for us to come to our senses? But again, here's the good news. You can always come back to God. When the son returned home, the father was glad to see him. The question is, why was the father so glad to see his rebellious son? It wasn't because he had wasted his life savings. It was not because he came home smelling like hogs and slop, but it was because of what the father said in verse 24. This is what he said in that verse. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now, let's remember why Jesus taught this powerful parable. The real focus of this parable was the joy of seeing a person who has lost his way repent and come back to God. Personally, I have been a Christian for a long time, and I have been in some excellent worship services. I have also been in my share of those services that were not so good. Those ones you can't wait until they're over. And when you have those great worship experiences, God is well pleased with that. But do you know what trumps that? It's when a sinner repents and comes to God. I'm telling you that all of heaven rejoices then. One of the most important parts of our worship gatherings is when we extend the invitation to salvation. You know, I like to believe that every time I stand to preach the gospel that I have two main objectives. One is to edify the body of Christ. The other is to reach out to those who need 
to repent and come to God. But let me say that when we talk about sinners repenting and coming to God, we are not without opposition. The devil fights with everything in him to keep those who are lost from coming to God. That's why I believe that we, the believers, should not just show up to church on Sunday or Wednesdays or whenever we gather. Before we come, we need to pray for the lost to come to Christ. We need to pray that strongholds that keep people in bondage will be broken. We need to pray that the presence of God will fill the atmosphere so that when we come together, those who need to come to God will feel the liberty to do so. My friend, hopefully, the young man in the parable will never be you. But if you ever find yourself in a dark place, remember that you can always come back to God. The devil would like nothing more than to burden you with the guilt of your failure. But remember what Jesus said, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Praise God. I want to thank you for joining me today as I talked on the subject you can always come back to God. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.